Welcome back for another helping of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. I am your host, Ross Bolin, joined today, as always, by your other host, my buddy, Mr. Barrett Dudley, to bring you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily digestible podcast, packed, packed with laughs, Barrett. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm going to try to laugh today, but my my brain is semi-fried. You'll uh, you'll note that I really only have one tidbit today, and that's because my last four days have been consumed with a brand new puppy in the house. Oh wow! Yes, big moves. Big big move. And um, what kind of puppy are we talking it's about? It's a here? it's an eight week old golden retriever. Oh yeah, and, that's a puppy. And it's it is um, you know just the cutest thing that you've ever seen in the world when it is asleep. Sure. And when it is alive. Uh, it resembles one of the monsters from uh, Lovecraft co- ah, Country. Just eating everything, just slobbering sh- everywhere. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So it's it's been up and down. You know, I'm. Uh, you know me pretty well. Would you say that I'm a morning person, Ross? No. Do I, I like to wake up? Barrett, few people <laughs> rival me when it comes to not being a morning person. Uh-huh, You've been uh-huh. smoking me my whole life. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so the the five or six a.m. wake up call followed by the six or seven a.m. second wake up call. Ah, uh, yes, the and second then the, one will get you. And then the day it has started. Um, you know, it's 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 taking some some getting used to, but uh, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm hanging in there, and uh, it's it's it. I can already tell it's getting a little bit better each day. When did y'all pick the puppy up? Friday. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Her okay, name so is you're, Sunny. You're only a few days in. Yeah, Sunny, great name, love that. How's she doing with the other dog? Okay, so Grace is not totally on board yet. Um, It'll come, but there's no like the, the, Grace is is, is uh, our our older senior dog, and she's she's fine. You know, there's no like there, hostility, there's no fighting and hostility, but you can tell that she is like, hey, what the fuck? Yes, yes. Who yep. the hell is this? Right, right. And yeah. she knows from the jump. She knew that this was like not like a visitor for a few days. She was just like. Oh no! Yeah, it finally happened. <laughs> we honestly, yeah. considering y'all just picked her up, mm-hmm. and it's an eight-week-old puppy, which is just you've started like a several-month period of just adjustment there. Right, right. You don't look that defeated for having survived the first weekend. You look relatively rested. I have to hand it to you. Yesterday, yesterday when I recorded Club Cool, and uh-huh. it was like our shortest episode in two months because I just didn't have time to like put anything together, and I was just absolutely zapped. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, I looked way worse. <laughs> okay, okay. Like I said- You've recovered e- some. Each day is getting like slightly, slightly better. It's crazy. You don't... So it's, it's, today I feel a little bit more on, to- on top of the game. Like I, I get it, parents. I get it that it's different when you have a kid- I get it. It's another level. Yep. But getting a puppy is similarly schedule shaking. It is. It is. And what I said yesterday on on Club Cool is that I, I would never say that like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that these two things are equal. Puppy, brand new human baby that you have to like. But comparable. But they are comparable, especially at the beginning. And the actual the downside, like the part that's worse about the puppy, is that you bring home this brand new puppy. And it's basically a toddler. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if you had to bring home your baby and it was already mobile and eating everything that it could put its mouth on. Throwing shit. It, like, just like the whole- Guess like, the dog doesn't throw you anything. Get, you get home and it's already all over the house. Like, Lacks at, the at least thumb. with the baby, it doesn't move. Right. Right? It lays there. You have to feed it. You it cries feed a it, lot. It cries a lot. You don't get any- lot. You probably get less sleep, but sure. it's not- But when it is awake- 
you know, it's not sprinting all over the house and like biting through electrical cords. Trying to eat your right? fucking couch. You've got a little ways before it starts, be- before it starts getting to that. Destructive. Where yeah. you like have to like, you cannot look away for a split second. Whereas the puppy, the puppy gets shows home up and, it's and it's right like th- that. And it's like that. So that's, that's the, that's the part that makes it kind of, um, you know, similarly exhausting, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I mean, when you haven't had kids yet. The puppy experience is far and away the closest thing you can <laughs> yes. come to. Yes. And I realized that I when I have two dogs, obviously, and, and Bruce, my oldest, hasn't been a puppy for six years now. Mm-hmm. But that first six months was one of the tougher six months periods of my life. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was just so strung out and tired. Yep. <laughs> and just like didn't know how to get him to shut the fuck up and stop trying to eat shit right. that he wasn't supposed to be eating. Yes. And finally one day, you know, I think it was... Th- Three and a half years in, we found peace, <laughs> Bruce and I. We found we came to an agreement finally. We have a great yeah. show. To, I'm excited for y'all with the puppy. I have to come see it soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we have a great show lined up for y'all today. We're going to do tidbits and such with Barrett, as he mentioned. A short tid and just a sprinkle of such yeah, before yeah. we discuss some important business and then jump into HBO's Lovecraft Country. And then, of course, the long-anticipated, finally, uh, we're going to be discussing... Yellowstone. That's correct. Season one, episode one. Only episode one today. I know we said probably get through two, but I had my little brother in town over the weekend and Barrett got a puppy. That's correct. So bear with um, us. Th- those, were, those were things that were available. And, and on top of that, last week I was like, yeah, it's free. Peacock's free. Yellowstone, totally free on the Peacock. It's free everywhere. It's free everywhere. Um, not so much. Not not totally true. Now you've told you've told me on the uh, off mic here uh-huh. that it's possible that a lot of these episodes are available on the Paramount app. Okay, so, but I've not investigated. What I do know is that to continue watching on the Peacock, you got you have to get you do have to subscribe. So I had the Paramount app. Okay. okay. Hadn't downloaded Peacock, and I was like, all right, sort of just like, I'm going to see if it's still there. Mm -hmm. And I believe everything in season one except for the premiere and then seasons two and three are on the Paramount app. If I'm not, this was from a visual, I didn't click. You know how sometimes they'll put Mm -hmm, stuff in there mm -hmm. and then you click and it's like, ha-ha! But it appeared I could not watch episode one, so I was like, oh shit, so then I had to download Peacock, yeah, which provides you episode one. With, uh, you know, as you said, about seven commercials, I think it was, scattered throughout. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half episode, good deal. But from there on Peacock, you have to pay. And so, what is the... So I'm, I'm, I'm on the ParamountNetwork.com right now. And it looks like what you could watch through the Paramount app is all of season three. Ah. Now I'm not, again... I will have to go home and do more research, so I don't want to say anything. I don't want to have another screw-up like I did last week saying that it was entirely free on the Peacock. What an idiot. (laughs) Just an idiot. Just a turd out here um, with misinformation. But season three definitely looks like it's available on the Paramount app, which you would be able to log into if you get Paramount through some type of cable provider, I imagine. Sure. Um, So That's not helping us with season one. It's not helping us with season one. Now, the thing is... uh, there is a subscription to Peacock that is $5 a month. It's uh, m- uh, similar to the, the, the Hulu model, mm. where the, the, the inexpensive monthly fee will- Offset by the commercial. Get you, yes. You get access, but you still get ads. Okay. 
So that's probably what I'm going to do is go for the f- the cheaper one and just deal with the commercials. That's what I've been doing with Hulu, baby. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Get that phone so, time in. Right, exactly. And um, and then I may I may drop off of Disney Plus for a while. I'm ready. I'm ready to start doing the switching and swinging. And Dude, let's go. I'm out then, too. You know? I'll pull the plug on Disney Plus gonna, right now. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. I I want to like watch Hamilton maybe one more time and then I'm I'm and then I'm yanking it. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> you were so close to freedom and then you oh, just maybe one more time with Hamilton because now you've got me thinking like all right maybe I'll just watch uh, maybe I'll just watch the Sword in the Stone one more time right, before I disconnect right. and this yeah. just all ends with me we'll still see. keeping we'll Disney see. Plus. And either then... either way, don't fret. I'm we're we're gonna continue to cover Yellowstone one way or the other. It's it's happening. Absolutely. Let's start. I mean, out... Ross is even here in his in his hat from Montana. So. I'm, I'm literally wearing a cowboy hat from Montana, a Stetson. Wow. It's a crushable Stetson. It How says, on brand is that? It says Bozy Man on the front. Now, unfortunately, this is a large, and if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Media, what you'll see is that my, my head is no longer as fat as it once was. <laughs> it cannot hold this hat that's, up properly. That, you, sh- that's, you, know, you shouldn't have stopped juicing. I, that, that is the right? problem. I, look, my head got enormous back in like 2017 when I was just juicing, juicing, juicing like McGuire and Sammy Sosa back in the day. <laughs> right. Barry Bonds' hat grew a size and a half. Mine grew about a, a one size. I yeah, need a, yeah. a medium when I have a large, but I'm doing what I can to bring the vibes today, so I'm wearing the Stetson. That's good. That's Straight good. from Montana. It's real, authentic yeah. cowboy shit. You know, That's- by the time we're wrapping up, by the time we're all the way caught up with Yellowstone, it should probably, you know, probably won't be 107 degrees outside. Sure. And I'm just, we just need to start coming in here, denim and boots and the whole the whole nine yards, really get into character for this, I think. Boy, howdy, I'm down. Okay, good. I'm very down to do yeah. that with you, Barrett. All right. All right, let's start out, though, with some tidbits and such Okay, today. I really only have one tidbit today, and then, you know, some, we'll segue that into uh, into some news here, some podcast news. Business such. Some some business and such. Right, that TBNS, that's tid business and such. Indeed, um, indeed. Right. So uh, here's the tidbit. This is thanks to uh, a listener, by the way, for this tip. I was not aware of this. But in two days, AMC is reopening a lot of theaters across the country. And they are going to be offering 2020 movies for 1920 prices for one day and one day only, August 20th, 2020, 15 cent movies. Oh, you mean the, the, the year 1920? Yeah, it's 2020 now. That's and 100 this, that's, years ago... It, that's this year. It's was 1920. It's the current year. Right, right. We're in 2020. Okay. We're not in 1920. But they're going to offer movies like it's 1920 for the price of 1920. But are they going to be new movies? New movies. So 2020 movies in a 2020 theater for yes, the price of, of a, a 1920, 1920 feature film. That's correct. Film. 15 cents. In an effort to rejuvenate. In an the, effort uh, to rejuvenate. Now, some are saying that this might be a headache because... This might be bring out too many people. Is there rules? That's on basically the, a free movie. That's that's fifteen cents is insane. Are yeah. the theaters going to be packed with the homeless? There's a coin shortage right now. So is there? <laughs> yeah. So who, I don't even know how people are going to get their fifteen cents. But um... wait, is there really a coin shortage? <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen that at like various stores and whatever? Oh my God! Now I'm googling it. <laughs> National coin shortage is hurting laundromats. Corn shortage hits retailers, laundromats. I, I hate to keep... Hold on, comma. Tooth fairy. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, an, it's an ABC issue. News it's an headline. Issue. Yeah, go That's ahead. why I'm, I've got a big, big piggy bank at home. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, I just stuff it with coins. I have been for years. Well, now I'm now each of those quarters is worth like $20, I You're think. You're rich, biatch. Yeah, and I'm just hoarding it. I'm hoarding these coins. 
But the thing is, and I hate to keep talking about, we talked on Club Cool about this yesterday. This is going to be an issue probably going forward because now Club Cool is recording on Mondays and I really going to have to, you know, just just div- put a, a line in the sand. If I talk about it here, then can I talk about it here? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, you just talk where but, you talk. Um, yeah. Isn't it? It's kind of crazy because all of a sudden coins aren't circulating. Cash isn't circulating. And isn't it kind of interesting that coins have to circulate or all of a sudden there's a shortage of coins? Because the stores need them. Right. But like, able to give change and yeah, shit. Yeah, but because because coins are not like changing hands constantly at like convenience stores and restaurants and gas stations. Movie theaters. And movie theaters and uh, retail and like all the grocery stores because nobody is like paying or taking cash right now and the coins are just sitting wherever they may be, There's all there's a coin shortage. A, sh- a coin shortage in circulation. They're still there. They're there. I, they're yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what it, that means. Yeah, like, I don't either. Are all you... the coins in the bank right now? I, no, they got to be in pockets and couches and piggy Poc- banks and right, right, and and cup holders. Lots of car cup holders filled with coins. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Strange car compartments. Yeah, I I, I don't know. But Another there's a weird side shortage. effect of the old COVID. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, fifteen cents though. Fifteen that's, cent yeah. movies. So, if you if you hit this deal up, just be careful out there. But, um, you know, interesting to see what one national chain is going to try to, you know, try to do to lure you back in. Now, are they going to have some kind of like every other seat situation? Oh, look, AMC social distancing protocols clarified. It appears there will be. Yeah, I would imagine that that they that there will definitely be limited capacity. Per theater. So phase one commences August 20th, that's two days from now, Correct. when AMC will make available a maximum of 30% of their seating capacity in every showtime okay. at all of its theaters nationwide. Uh, phase two, capacity rises to 40%, which they then have a map of to show me exactly what that would look like as if I couldn't envision it in my own head. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, Barrett, what phase three that will bring. Right. Nobody knows. It's just blank. It's just blank. And then phase four, obviously, profit. 15 cents, though. The first thing that comes to my head is that if I'm homeless, I'm gathering up as much fucking change <laughs> as I can, and that's where I'm and hanging going and until hanging out in a movie theater. I'm just watching 15-cent films and eating popcorn all day in the, in the fucking air conditioner. It's 1,000 degrees outside. I, I mean, you know, that's totally possible. Just saying, for all our homelessness The thing listeners. is, I, I had no idea about this news, so it's possible that word has not reached reached them yet look i've got them i'm gonna stop on the way home under 71 <laughs> let them know yell the, out the window the, for the, about the opportunity two days phase one begins amc theaters 15 fucking cents i mean dude, they i i i would surely not blame them because it is miserably hot outside and just this is the time of year where you especially as if we weren't empathetic towards them i mean like this is the gotta be the worst oh it's in Austin, it's it's the worst by yeah. far. Yeah, no, it's literally like, it's, like yeah, 110 degree heat it's advisory. Good. It's not good. So brutal, brutal. Um, yeah, that's really my only tidbit for today. So uh, I mentioned that that was a tip dropped off in my DMs mm. by a um, by a listener. There's another place where where listeners are sharing T's, B's, and S's. Huzzah! And that's on our Discord. Brand spanking new. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right now, the Discord is an exclusive perk for the members of the Mollusk Militia on, on Patreon.com Patreon. slash Club Cool. 
Now, oysters, clams, cockles. Oysters, clams. You, you are. God you damn are, it. This is. I'm just blowing this today. Too closely together, sir. That, that it's okay. It's yeah. now you know how I feel. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Remember the other day I did an ad read but and I was for like, RVP. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're like, nope, <laughs> not this show at all. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah, it does. Okay, patreoncom slash cockles Members of the Mollusk Militia now are invited to participate in the OCC Discord channel. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm not totally understanding yet for for those members of the clan fam yet. Sure. The Discord is open. It's been sent to all of you. Mm -hmm. There's only 20 20 some some odd people in here. Where you at, people? If you're in the Mollusk Militia and you've seen the post on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, and you are yet to join the Discord, you have an opportunity here to get in early in what I guarantee you will be one of the most fun elements of this podcast community. If you're in the Mollusk Militia, if you're not, you should be. If you're in the Crustacean Nation and you've been looking for a reason to jump to the Mollusk Militia, this should be it. And I'll tell you why. Because Adam Sandler is in our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 19 of us and Adam Sandler. It's Yeah. Now, okay, and I mean, pretty much. He's pretty much in there. There's We have another listener who's sharing T's, B's, and S's. And he's 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 got a uh, he's sharing stories about how he's good family friends with this guy, that's family friends with with Adam Sandler, and, and they're like besties and like the Sandman, the Sandman. We're just it's in there. We're basically we're ba- like I said, Adam Sandler's basically in the Discord. So I don't we're, know what you're waiting for. We're so close to having Adam Sandler in the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> like it could be at any moment, and you could be not there. When that moment comes, we're talking about what a nice guy Adam Sandler is. Uh-huh. How he like helps out his buddies. He down to earth. He you know he he Dresses rides with like his a day, regular he human rides being. with his day ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, colorblind regular human being. He's yeah. a he's a benevolent guy. You think he's not gonna drop into this Discord at some point? Seems likely that he will be running the Discord by the end of August. If <laughs> yeah. I had to take a yes. guess. For those yeah. of you who are unfamiliar with Discord, if you know Slack, perhaps Discord is essentially a it's a messaging app similar to Slack that allows you to. Invite only members of your community or organization that you want to be in the Discord. In this case, only members of the Mollusk Militia on Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles who support the show with a minimum $10 pledge a month in exchange for four additional ad-free premium episodes of OCC each and every month. And you uh, can set up channels. So we'll have like a Game of Thrones channel. We'll have a Yellowstone channel. We'll have a Lovecraft Country channel, a Dark channel, whatever. We can have as many channels as we want. And sort of the way it will work is the larger the community gets, it almost becomes run by the community for the community. Correct, correct. And I can speak to this because my other show, the Ross Boland Podcast, has uh, we've had a Discord for several months now, since 2019. We launched it in sort of conjunction with the gaming wing of Boland Media, where we do a bunch of uh, Twitch it's ga- streaming. It's a, ga- it's a gaming ship. It's a gaming ship on <laughs> twitch.tv slash bossrolling. Play a lot of Warzone, now Fall Guys, which is ridiculous and so much fun. And the Discord sort of went hand in hand with that. We have over like 800 people in there now. And it's a blast because people can... It allows the members of your community, your podcast community, your listenership... To get to know each other, meet people, discuss things with people they don't are like it just it's great for connecting. It and is. And right now more than ever in twenty twenty, we need that. And I've seen how crazy beneficial it has been for all the members of the RBP gang over on the Ross Boland Podcast Discord. So y'all be sure if you're in the Mosque Militia, especially, you're in. Yeah, Barrett sent you the link. I did, Click. and I'll, I will resend it this li- this week because it is one of those things where to like it, it, it's just part of the Discord experience. The Ex- link expires every twenty four hours in a day, and yeah. that's to just like limit, you know, so the link doesn't get 
spread out shared the on the world wide web and, and like a bunch of suddenly you got a bunch of there. yeah exactly so you know we're just we're keeping out the riffraff and um and all- how do we keep out the prudes <laughs> um, we don't let them don't- in <laughs> check your lease buddy <laughs> cuz you're living on fuck mountain <laughs> um yeah, we'll have I, a rest of development channel. I, we can. We like absolutely, those. we absolutely can. And look, Ross and I, when we when we started with the Patreon, I, we kind of envisioned it as a more communal experience than Patreon is really set up to be. Yeah, Patreon's great for delivering bonus exclusive content, yeah. content but it's not so great for like interacting with the community at large and especially the community creators. Um, so. This, on the other hand, is very, very easy. It's on my desktop. It's on my phone. It comes in like text messages or like Slack. It's very easy to respond to, very easy to just like see everything and chat and do the whole thing. So we're very excited to get this going. Again, right now, it is an exclusive perk for the Mollusk Militia. Stay tuned. As we as it grows and, and gets bigger and better, um, we, do, we do think that we will open it up a little bit further. But we got people joining still, though, Barrett. We, had- we do. I jumped in at 11.58 a.m. this morning. We got Autumn, who jumped in at 1.09. I'm What's holding up, it up. If, if you're watching on YouTube.com slash uh, Bowling Media. There's, uh, there's Waste Mindu in there. He's, he's, he's taken your, um, your, your name style with the switching of the he first has. letters. I'm Boss Roland. You're Boss there. Roland, yeah. He's Waste Mindu, like Mace Windu. You get it, Star Wars nerds. Yes. You um, get it. So, uh, speaking of the Patreon, I got two new tiers for you. Ross, Woo. have you heard about these tiers? I have seen them. That's I good. I have seen them. They're beautiful. Uh, we have opened up to Patreon to offer a, another set of two lower priced tiers because we know that we offer a uh, a lot of bonus content on there, and it can be m- maybe not maybe maybe five maybe ten. I totally understand. That's like it's another streaming service, basically. Sure. So we got two new lower priced offerings now. One is. Movie Club. We are pretty much in a rhythm now where we do one Movie Club as a Patreon bonus episode mm-hmm. per month. Per month, Movie Club is actually coming up this week. I love Movie Club. So for three dollars a month, you get in. You get that. You get into the Patreon. You get the Movie Club once a month. It's a fun one of the more fun episodes we do every month. So I love Movie if Club. If you're like a film guy, if you if you like hearing us break down stuff like we have on the Abbey's podcast, like we talked about, we've talked about uh, we talked about the Irishman here. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about American Pickle today. Mm-hmm. If you're like the film type and and you don't like keeping up with all the TV shows, Movie Club is perfect option. Yeah, if you're like I don't have time for all the TV, but you've got time for a movie a month, Movie Club baby. Exactly. Uh, and then the other tier I've named it the wiretappers, and here's mm. why. Because I, I wanted more people to get to experience the hotline call extravaganza. Ooh, love so, this. So it's called the wiretappers, because for that $3 a month here, you get to hear the hotline call episode, all calls of which are brought to you by our loyal members of the Mollusk Militia, but you get to listen. Yes. So no access to call the hotline, but this this is truly, like, it's our probably our most expansive episode that we do every month is the most far wide ranging where we talk about old stuff and new stuff and it can literally encompass anything and everything that 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 uh that the members of the mollusk militia call in about yeah and it's a really fun just kind of different unique episode that doesn't focus 
entirely on like, you know, some some the entertainment and industry news and specific TV shows and, and stuff that we're watching. It's just really kind of all over the place. So if you're if you're interested in that, if you just want to get that episode, we do one month of those as well. Three dollars a month. Join the wiretappers. And you get to you get to hear the hotline extravaganza once a month. I love that our photo for the wiretappers is Carrie. Carrie Matheson. That's right. Beloved character. Yeah, the uh, and the movie club. Your uh, your avatar is the Dark Knight. I really wanted to to name that. I wanted to after our after we did our top five movies the other day. Uh-huh. I I wanted to use a, the Dark Knight reference, the Watchful Protectors. I didn't want it, but it that was too confusing. So I put it in the description instead. Yeah, you really. It's titled Movie Club. Then it says AKA the Dark Knights, <laughs> and then it says. Joining this tier makes you the hero OCC deserves and the one it needs right now. You're our silent guardians, our watchful protectors, our dark knights. He had four <laughs> names he wanted to name this fucking tier. So just new stuff happening on the Patreon. Wanted to get 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 more and more people over there. Love to see it. Join the Mollusk Militia. Join uh, the Crustacean Nation or the Wiretappers or just the movie club or hell, just throw two bucks in the tip jar. There is, yeah, there's still the tip jar too. Two dollar minimum pledge. If 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 you don't need any bonus content, but you, but you love you know you love the podcast, the ad based one that you get once a week, and you, you just love wanna, us. You love us. You really love <laughs> us. Then that's the one for you. Then that's the one for you. And then obviously, um, still got Crustacean Nation out there, which gets you everything but the Hotline Extravaganza. Three episodes. Three a month episodes. With the Crustacean you get all Nation. the other bonus content. Ad free. Everything on Patreon. Ad free. Premium. That's the point. You pay directly for the content. No advertisers. We're circumventing the advertisers. Circumventing. And then Mollus Militia, you get everything above. Plus, you get to jump in the Discord right now. Early access, Discord's going to be hot. I'm telling you. I just took a picture in the Discord of you and I recording, me and my hat. Talking about the Discord. You and your normal hat. Yeah. Talking about it, and I sent it to them so they can see it. There you go. And we've already got... Three reactions That's meta, to right that there. photo. Yeah. Imagine all of the people listening who were like, God damn it, I wish I could see that photo. Well, join the Mollusk <laughs> Militia on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, and get in that Discord, baby, because it's going to be lit the rest of 2020. That's right. And into the future. Shall we talk about Loved Craft Country Season 1, Episode 1? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So HBO's uh, latest, Loved Craft Country premiered on HBO. It actually did decently very well um, so far anyway. Ratings-wise? Ratings-wise. Mm-hmm. They were, they were you know, relatively pleased with the way it went. 760,000 total viewers in its 9 p.m. Uh, linear slot on the premium cable station HBO, which compared to Watchmen, drew 800,000. Perry Mason, 884,000. So considering... And what was the number for Lovecraft Country? 760. Okay. 760,000. So considering... Not bad. Yeah. Um... And across HBO Max included, 1.4 million total viewers was their number one most watched show on Sunday night. And uh, actually, according to Variety, represents the first time that HBO has added the HBO Max viewership to the overall tally for a new show. Okay. So, yeah. new age, baby, HBO Max, we're here. By the way, finally canceled my HBO subscription all the way with Google Fiber. Okay. And I'm simply a Max boy now. Gotcha, gotcha. That's the way it had to go for me. Okay. I it makes sense. Don't whatever, know why. Whatever you got to do. It doesn't make sense. They didn't make any of this make sense. This no. is the most complicated, fucked up rollout of all time. 
so it was. And by the way, two people lost their jobs because of this, basically. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I could have I could have had that as a tidbit. You can look it up, though, if, if, if you want more of that type of industry news. Was one of them but, suit man? The idiot from the barstool beef no, with Portnoy? Uh, no. Because he was an HBO guy and he no, got fired. Are, he was HBO Sports, though. Okay. No, these were these were two two big, big wigs. Like big time names. They were running Ooh. they were running um I think they were running HBO Max. One of them was running HBO Max and the other one was running something else. This rollout was obviously kind of a a, a mild disaster because specifically because it lacked so much clarity at one point there was like they had they still had hbo for cable subscribers and hbo now and hbo go and then hbo max released so there were like four things at one time and nobody knew if they got hbo max or was this a new thing do i have to upgrade what do i do and then the hbo go just got like just a total boot it's totally gone now there's no hbo now it's just, it, they did not roll this out very well. They were already in a tough spot, to be fair. They already had the split between Now and Go and then regular HBO, and it was like, what the hell? But there are two executives that are out, Bob Greenblatt and Kevin Greenblatt Riley. And Kevin Riley. Those are the two big names that, that yes. That yeah, because their CEO, Jason Killer, apparently has a company's future plans with a tighter focus on HBO Max, and clearly these two are being held responsible for the boggling of the the old launch. Yeah. Launch is important. Yes, indeed. And so, that didn't go well. Anyway, so Lovecraft I'm on HBO Country. Max, got it. Uh, That's good. And Lovecraft Country is sort of the first big thing they've premiered. Now, going into this show, did you know anything about it? Yeah, I had read, I, I, I knew that it was going to uh, play with race racial and racial themes. Sure. And I knew that it was going to be about a guy looking for his dad. That's about it. Okay, so we've got executive producers Jordan Peele, J.J. Uh, Abrams. Abrams, Ben Stevenson, another guy, Green, something. Already you can kind of get a feel for what we're going with there. Just by J.J. Abrams and Jordan Peele alone, yep. that sort of combo, um, that's exactly what you get. With episode one, anyway, yes. those vibes fit pretty perfectly. Uh, I didn't realize going... So first of all, I didn't know it was about a guy looking for his dad. The only thing I could gather was that it was going to get crazy in terms of like science fiction-y stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't realize is that it was going to be very much have elements of horror throughout. Yes. And it is being classified as an American drama horror series. Yeah. Um, it is based on the 2016 novel of the same name by Matt Ruff, Lovecraft Country. Obviously premiered this past Sunday on HBO. And it is uh, the story of Atticus Freeman, our main character, joining up with his friend Letitia and his uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. And basically episode one is our introduction to that very premise. Uh, Why are they looking for his dad? How did his dad go missing? They have no idea, right? Correct. We've got a few clues here in the first episode. He's got the letter that his dad wrote him kind of guiding him to this p- spot called Artem uh-huh. in Massachusetts. Which they're trying to find. With, yeah, which they're kind of looking for. They think they know where it is, and, and they're on a trip there. They hit a couple spots in an effort to try to figure out yeah, where Arden so, is exactly. Right, and, and George, um, Tick's uncle, his job, what he does for a living, is he, he creates these guidebooks for black travelers in this you know, time period in 1950s America. America. 
that basically like allows them to go on trips and know where to go to stay safe to avoid to avoid racism, racism in places that you know like the diner that they happen upon one white guy inside one white server white yeah. guy inside bounces basically calls on the cavalry yes next thing they know Atticus is sitting there realizing uh Uncle George remind me why they painted the White House white and he's like well it, it got burned down <laughs> figures out the building they are in has clearly been set on fire before yeah. and uh Letitia's figuring that out in the back they yes. run the fuck out of there the whole thing is very intense very yeah Yes. Was it three different spots we hit in the first episode for racist uh, travel stops? Um, we hit so there was the 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 di- yeah there was the diner, and then I think they get into the next county, and that's where the cop is. That's where the cop is, and then they get into Devon County, I believe, because yeah, they make it across that county border, right. and we're like, oh, we're good. And, and then there's like and another. Then they get to the house, the big crazy house in Artem. Where the the car is that like clearly that, that helped, sw- them helped them escape earlier escape from early, the other yeah. racist, a seemingly impenetrable Rolls Royce, yes, or, a, a, or some, a, some type of yeah. I think it is a Rolls, if I'm not okay. mistaken. All right. If I'm not mistaken, which I often am. Love the car that they're that that our our crew is driving in that old ass that Ooh, it's funky hot. looking Woody and everybody in the squad. Well, we don't know about George yet, but the other two, Tick, otherwise known as Atticus, and Letitia. Phenomenal drivers, great getaway drivers. Uh-huh. Yeah, very uh, strong-willed, focused driving <laughs> on their behalf yes. to escape the uh, insane racists throughout the course of this episode. Yeah, but yes, we do have that scene with the Rolls Royce saving them, and it's it it likes it you know blocks the road and the other car slams into it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't slam into it. There's that, almost a force field around it. Okay, yeah, I and, didn't totally know what happened there, but I but yes. And it I was like, wait, what happened it? there? And yeah. then I just like, kind of ignored it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go back or yeah. anything, but it was pretty clear there was still a gap between the car and the rolls, and then it flips over them. It's almost like as it had some device pop out the other side, or there's just a force field. There's some magical elements at play here is mm-hmm. the point, and mm-hmm. we don't really know to what degree. Um, yeah. He keeps referencing Lovecraft. Yeah, so let's talk about Lovecraft. Um, the author, H.P. Lovecraft... He was born in 1890, died in 1937, a very prolific author, writer, specializing in weird fiction, science fiction, horror fiction. And this is a real guy. This is a real guy. And so there's even, he, he we're mostly familiar with Lovecraft's work now through like interpretations of these themes that he essentially like made popular. That he okay. that he created. So there's even there's a sh- a subgenre called Lovecraftian horror, and so he's he's uh, as far as like his influence on the genre of this weird and strange and horror and science fiction type stuff with these creepy monsters. Like we see it all the time. Everything from like Cloverfield to Pan's Labyrinth and, Gear- and Guillermo time. del Toro stuff. One of my to faves. like to to Stranger Things with the with the um, why do I want to say chupacabras? That's not what they're called, but uh, the eh. demogorgons. Yeah, yeah. Like there's chupacabras. There's, there's all there's all sorts of uh, of versions of monsters and and horror that owe a lot to H.P. Lovecraft. Okay, so here, here's what I'm reading about the the genre Lovecraftian horror. It's a subgenre. It's basically what you said, but 
subgenre of horror fiction that emphasizes the cosmic horror of the unknown or unknowable more than gore or other elements of shock. It's named after American author H.P. Lovecraft. His work emphasizes a philosophy of cosmicism, the idea that the reality underlying the veneer of normality is so alien that seeing it would be harmful. Yeah. Which I can't even wrap my small brain around. I mean, here's just like the list of the list of themes on Wikipedia that he played with: forbidden knowledge, non-human influences on humanity, fate, civilization under threat, race, risks of a scientific era, religion, superstition. So, like uh, all things that we are likely to confront and play with in this television show. Now, here's the thing. Much like Henry Ford, a guy that is lauded for his influence on a specific industry, right? Mm -hmm. H.P. Lovecraft was also a vile racist. Ah, that makes this even more. Which they allude to in this first episode. Talks about how Tick has that moment when he's in uh, his uncle's office and they're looking through the books and he picks up that H.P. Lovecraft novel or the collection of stories and talks about how when his dad first caught him with that book, he made him go read, like, some of the nasty, like, essentially, I don't know if they were to- if they were full-on manifestos, but, like, poems that were hateful and racist and bigoted and derogatory towards black people. So, um, I, one of the many figures in American history that, like, left a lasting impact that we still see in pop culture today... And also, um, you know, was a pretty awful person, probably. Yeah, there's an article here on Vox that says, H.P. Lovecraft was one of the most influential writers of the 20th century. He was also one of its most racist. Yeah. And this is stuff, uh, just a personal anecdote. When I was uh, in New York, uh, I was in New York City on a little business trip with, with Haller Brothers. We ended up in this tiki bar. This was in February, just like right before the, the pandemic, like really full on struck. Uh-huh. And there was some type of group gathering going on in the back room of this tiki bar. And we kept like, you know, peeking back there. We kept seeing people walk in and out. And at one point we saw this guy in this like crazy looking Davy Jones uh, from uh, oh the, the Davy Jones in, in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, the big tentacle face, oh, oh, beard, word. very Lovecraftian. Yeah. So, and that's one of his most, like, influential things that he's most most known for is this, is what's called the, the uh, I think I'm saying this correctly, the Thulu mythos. Mm. This was one of his big monster characters. Is this C-T-H-U-L-H-U? Yes. This thing appeared in South Park at one point. Yeah. And Cartman um, rides it. There was a guy dressed up as this thing. And there was like a whole get together performance thing. Were they back there like worshiping him? I, I don't know. And now, like I know, like I, I, I didn't totally realize what was happening. We, we just we figured out that it was Lovecraft and Thulu that they were back there doing this thing with. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh shit! I hope there wasn't something like super nasty and racist mm-hmm. going on back there. Yeah, like. Does it is it is it often combined yeah, with racism? It I, seems like that's the case. I don't, but I don't think so. Like there's even they, they talk about I'm pretty sure there's mentions of Lovecraft or at least references to his stuff in True Detective season three. Really? Yeah. Like they're like he's a guy like his work, his stuff is commonly referenced and mentioned and and uh influential in mod in in modern weird fiction, horror fiction. 
He's just written some really so, weird racist yeah, poems. Yeah, he, he's a really strange fig- figure in my mind because he's so he he clearly like still carries so much weight and influence, and yet usually when somebody does that, we like kind of n- we they're they're the bad sides, the negative sides about this people are. I feel like they're a little bit more widely known, but right. maybe, maybe that's just me being naive. I feel like when it's as blatant as they've written poems with the titles that this guy has, yeah. usually you have right. that connection made immediately. There's right. some really, I'm looking down the line here, and it's, yeah, he was pretty fucked up, it turns out. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, that's a very strange, especially because, I mean, this is a very black show. It's certain, I mean, yeah. Every I, character, every main character is black. Yeah. So to have it based on this guy who was very controversially racist or at the very least racially confused. So w- what I think is happening here, the way that I'm interpreting this, and, and clearly there's, there's, there's a basis for this since this is all based on a, on, a, on a more recent book, but the vibe that I'm getting is, is especially for the first 45 minutes of this episode before we actually see any monsters, is that, that kind of what they're playing with is that the Lovecraftian monsters in this series are the racists, right? Yes. That like the weird, strange, horrifying figures are are not just freaky monsters, but like something that actually existed. Like that cop who gets half his body ripped off then turns into one of the monsters and eats his friend. And we mentioned up top how this is produced by J.J. Abrams and and Jordan Peele. And it has elements of of both of those guys already. There's like this, there's this kind of like, there's there's that 1950s kind of small town, uh, um, early like American dream kind of wonder, kind of almost like Super 8. You ever see Super 8 from J.J. Abrams? Like that type, there's that type of- I love that movie. I think that's based in the 80s, not all the way back to the 50s. But it's got that, you know, just the look is very, um, uh, where's the beaver? Beaver cleaver, whatever, Jim- Leave it to beaver. Leave it to beaver. Thank you. Right. It's got that it's got those kind of like bright, more saturated colors going on. The wardrobe, fantastic. I really, really love the look and the and the outfit that everybody um is wearing here. Like it just it they they're just setting the scene really well. Yo, Letty's Letty's outfits. Yup. Fire. Fire. Um cool. and uh and so that anyway, that that's kind of what I felt like they were doing is especially you look at stuff like us and get out from from Jordan Peele. Where, where, right, like, they're like, that's what we're keying in on. The horror element of his stuff is like systemic racism, is right. oppression of a culture. So, that, so that's, so it's not surprising that we're like taking this novel, we got these two producers because they clearly relate to the material. And then they sort of combine we, all that. And then we kind of package it up. And then at the very end, we're also getting. The Lovecraft style horror monsters and horror yeah. as well. So I don't know how they're gonna you know play that forward, but I imagine that we're gonna get. I, I think that we're, these two things are gonna continue to roll over each other, where we're dealing with like the 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 plight of racism and 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 how black families in 1950s had to cope and deal and 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 um you know survive it essentially, and how the monsters kind of come in and relate 
that's the part that I'm not totally sure about yet. Yeah, yet to be determined, as we've only seen through episode one, which obviously ends with a lot of chaos, and I was like, not really... Suddenly, these Lovecraft monsters that he's been sort of referencing and the Lovecraft shit he's been bringing up, Tick has throughout the episode, mm -hmm. are, are there and are very, very, very real <laughs> and hungry, um, which is crazy. They also combined, like, they had some more contemporary hip-hop music in the episode. Loved that. Which then played into James Baldwin's 1965 debate speech at the University of Cambridge's Union Hall that is very, very famous and has been put and sampled and replayed in many different genres, movies, TV shows, music as well. Um, I mean, so they'd lean in hard into the racism stuff, even as you're starting to get a feel for what this show is going to, you know, what road it's going to take us down, that sort of shit is already unfolding. It's kind of trippy the way they inserted it too. Um, I mean, they're definitely not going to shy away from having fun on this show and doing things, inserting pieces of media here and there like that makes sense for mm -hmm. the story they're trying to tell. Oh man, from I guess what 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 do we think in terms of where we everything we saw in this first episode going into episode two? We've got our gang, right? Yep. That's trying to go figure out where the dad is. What happened to him? We're dealing with uh, the racist surroundings of these all these counties, police officers towns we've got these monsters how do you feel after one episode because it was pretty polarizing we had people uh like uh yo are we going to cover lovecraft country first episode was amazing and we had people like what the hell was this what did i just watch how did you feel um i really really liked it i liked it a lot but also beautifully shot i really enjoyed all of the performances and the characters and i just thought it was like a cool setup I enjoy you know, and, shows that don't give us too much up front. Yeah. Um, when Game, I always remember when Game of Thrones episode one ended. I was like, that was really tight. But what? Right. I didn't right. know where it was going. Really, I didn't know what the you know I didn't know enough of the characters or what was going to happen. It was just like, okay, I feel this setup, and I need to know more now. Lovecraft is definitely an example of a show where I was like, shit, I wish I could watch episode two immediately because it's just, we're, you're, we're rolling by the end of episode one, mm -hmm. but we still don't know much in terms of like what, I mean, in terms of how the show is going to progress and in terms of where it, where it sort of takes us from here. If like, if episode one was all of the setup we needed, then it'll be pretty blatant what we, well, I mean, pretty obvious what we're going to see the rest of the season, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like there was going to be quite a bit of madness Throughout the season. So I'm just excited for it. Like, yeah. it, it put me in a spot where I really enjoyed episode one, thought it was super well made. Um, it is not something that I am, like, used to watching a show with mostly black characters at this point, which is something we're trying to get more into, obviously, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. get some black stories going. Uh, I don't know if this qualifies. I, I, I would absolutely say it does. Good, then it's we're doing story, it. It's a story about <laughs> dealing with the Jim Crow levels of racism in the 1950s, basically. So far, that's, that's that's certainly what it is, and I, I look, man, it, it's I, I I feel like some some may you 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 know you have those like internal reactions where like oh we get it like white people in the 1950s sucked and were racist. There's never that we can never see that enough because I don't feel like we have right like you don't internalize it until you until it's pounded into your brain how bad and how rough and how scary 
it was and is still today. When right? why that matters, how little like, has changed, the ways that impacted generations prior to us. And when you think about that, if it's like if you if you're a white person who you know watches a show like this and has that reaction, well, just imagine if you don't know, three generations of your family, the past three generations, two generations of your family dealt with this type of shit, and how that would still impact you today. Yeah. So I so I you know I I don't, I don't really like. Not the monster part, that, but that, just the that, generalization of Jim Crow America. You know, watching this type of story, and even though, like, I already know that this was bad, I, I can never, like, I always feel like it's, import it's important for me to, like, be reminded and see this type of story and just kind of uh, relate to characters to understand how, like, what this was like even right. though you can never really truly understand it. Another kind of important piece to remember that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if this is purposeful or not, but this is well past the Civil War, right? We're into the we're into 1950s, the American Dream America. They live in Chicago and are driving north into Massachusetts. They're in the north. This is the union. That, and you still it, getting... And you still get this type of stuff. So it's not like... You know, it's not like the southern states are the only ones that 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 had racism. Yeah, that had serious, awful racism. And so it's just like I, on top of all of that, I thought it was incredibly like just a great looking show and had cool stories, cool characters that I'm very interested to to learn more about and and a plot that that piques your interest. Right. Like who is the blonde lady in the rolls royce yeah what the hell is this house what was what is dad doing up here there's some superhero type of something something going yeah, on with that chick there's a, yeah so that's i i think it was also telling that the book that that tick was reading at the very beginning was john carter of mars or uh yeah which it, it, you know and that he picks up a lot of he also picks up count of monte cristo at one count point. of monte cristo all these like adventure stories mm -hmm. right people that 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 get that are regular people that are suddenly thrown into crazy, crazy adventures. situations. Yeah, and so I thought I thought that that was kind of a clue as to as to kind of what type of of story and show we're going to get here for for the rest of this. There was a line from Montrose, uh, Michael K. Williams' character, where he says, uh, "I know that, like your mother, you think that you can forget the past. You can't. The past is a living thing. You owe it." And that sort of uh, frames up a lot of what you own it. You you own it, owe it. He says so. It's like you have to pay respect to it almost, mm -hmm. um, which is just obviously an incredibly relevant message for 2020 as well. That's the and that's the note that Tick has from his dad. From his dad, yeah. Who we who is going to be played by Michael K. Williams? Now we know. Now we know. Yeah. I mean, he's in the previews as well, so yeah, not, sure. not a total shocker. Also. We know that HBO takes care of their own. They do. Michael K. Williams, baby. The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, The Night of. He's, did you he's, watch he's the- a power, He's an HBO power player. Did you watch the uh, like next time sort of deal? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched it too. Looks pretty dope. No idea what's going to happen, but holy shit, it looks awesome. Yeah. yeah, Michael K. Williams is one of the all-time great HBO actors. Yeah. Omar from The Wire is one of the most classic characters in the history of television. He's just a flamboyantly gay gangster. <laughs> it is an all-time character. Um, I mean, he he was like, 
50% of what made that show great for me, Omar. And then he's had incredible characters on so many other shows, including Boardwalk Empire. And yes, as we know, HBO takes care of their own. So excited to see him playing Tick's dad at some point here down the road. Yeah. Lovecraft Country Season 1, Episode 1. Very intriguing, very well made. Certainly, um, there's really one thing you need to do with your premiere, and that's pique my interest, grab my attention. They did both of those things. It was a great success for a first episode, and I'm looking forward to episode yeah, two. That, there were, if you're just not like a weird fiction or science fiction or monsters type of person, then you may you may not have been, this story may not have been quite as compelling to you, because it certainly does have that have that sci-fi element to it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, there's something a little... Something's off. Something's going on. Paranormal-type monstery going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, like we always say, if you were even semi-interested, I say go th- go through three to really see what this show is going to try to deliver for us. Yeah, as we always um, do say, three is the number you got to yeah. give. You got to be willing to give three. Yeah. Um... I just keep thinking back to those car chase scenes, man. They really did do a ridiculously good job. I just like felt so dangerous for these black people to be on the road. It's terrifying. Man. In the United <laughs> States, in any measure, and even up north, like you were saying. Looking forward to covering Lovecraft Country episode two next week, right here on OCC. Let's jump into Yellowstone. Yeah, if you're ready, I'm ready. You must be getting hot over there in that wool hat. I'm wearing the hat. The head's a little sweaty. It was worth it. I stand by my decision. Yeah. Uh, the first episode of this show, season one, episode one, which we'll be discussing today. Speaking aired... of three episodes, I feel like I watched three episodes mm. watching the first episode of Yellowstone. It was very, very long. <laughs> uh, it aired June 20th, 2018. We are not as many years behind as I imagined yeah. we were. Uh, we're right there. They're in season three right now, I believe, or they've finished season three. I don't know. Three seasons are available through all manner of different platforms, purchasing platforms and otherwise streaming as barrett mentioned season one episode one is on uh peacock peacock you can watch it with seven ads or so over the 90 minutes maybe it's 10 i don't know from there we're still figuring out exactly what's what paramount has some peacock you got to purchase i think i believe to get the rest of it again five bucks i think barrett said for minimal ads yep and you can watch the rest of season one we will be covering season one in its entirety regardless one way or the other. I know there are those of you here who are watching along with us, and there are also those of you who watched Yellowstone back when it aired and are just looking forward to the, to the uh, discussion. But through one episode, this was very much, I get now, all right, you said every last week, people who gave you the succession comparison you were thankful for. Tell me you did not just immediately have success, mad succession I vibes. did, but also understood the Game of Thrones vibes. Okay. Because episode one does bounce around from like, Eight, nine different characters, yeah. their perspectives and what's going on with them. And by the end of the episode, you have sort of a feel for what's happening. Oh, yeah. But it's still very confusing as to who is who and what is what and yep. where is where. So I did, f- I'm going to walk it back a bit and say that, yes, the Game of Thrones comparison people are also correct. Okay, I hear you. I hear it's you. It's just, yes, in terms of the family and the patriarch of that family, it certainly does play like Succession does a little bit. Now, we've also sat here and made the Succession and Game of Thrones comparison as well with the head of a household and two brothers and a sister. And so, like, I yes, it's the setup. Like, Tywin Lannister is Logan Roy is John Dutton. John Dutton. So, 
Yeah. And then he's got all the Duttons along with so him for the there. ride. Um, got, where, where do you want to start? Do you just want to jump in on like thoughts and takes and notes? Oh, hell, Barrett, we might as well talk about the whole episode in general. Okay, because one of the things that, that struck me, uh, by the way, if, if you're, n- I can't imagine that you're listening still and you haven't at least seen episode one, so. If you haven't, though. But if you haven't and you want to. Skedaddle. Get out of here, yeah. Get. Get. Go, go on, on now. Go on. Go on now. Get. Like those cattle, cross. Just get on out of here. Get on out of here. Get on over to the other property. Wild horse. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like halfway through, I was like, "Man, they're just going to keep introducing us to Dutton kids. How, how many? How many G dang Dutton kids are there going to be here? Because like we got two or three, and I was like, okay, now we know the kids. And then like another one popped up, and I was like. Good lord, what are all these Dutton kids? I mean, you got Case Dutton, Beth Dutton, Jamie Dutton, <laughs> Monica Dutton, Tate Dutton. There's Duttons coming out of Don't the woodwork. Don't forget about Tanner Dutton. Old Tanner Dutton, the long lost Dutton. <laughs> long lost Dutton. He hasn't he's, been introduced yet, but he's nah, coming. He's in rehab. Yeah. He's in rehab for methamphetamine. He was at, he was studying film at USC. Yeah. He j- he like he was just going to, you know, he was didn't want that ranch life. No, he didn't want the ranch life, but then he got hooked on Adderall because he was doing the late night film grind. One thing led to another. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's back in Montana he's where probably meth coming is more back. prevalent. They're on the yeah. meth. It's it's a whole the thing. The kid's hooked on the crystal. It Tanner, is a whole... be, Tanner Dutton will be back one day. Though. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, but then by the end of the episode, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we had to have like nine kids because- We got to start killing we gotta them start, off. We got to start killing. We kill one right away. People are going to die. Which one died even? I was very confused. Um, I was like, wait, I know he lost his son just now. There was a gravestone that said Chance, but that's think, not his name. Or it is, but it's not the name that he goes by. I think he, <laughs> I thought he was picturing like, because he closes his eyes, and I thought he was picturing like tombstones past and present, perhaps. Okay. Lee. It was Lee Dutton that gets got. Oh, Lee gets got, huh? You hate to see it. Well, hell, Lee's not even on this little list of names I got here. Right, I don't even know which... He, because he made it one episode. Oh, well, that's a crying shame, Barrett. A crying shame. <laughs> which one is the badass that lives on, like, the reservation? That is... Casey? Uh, Case? Case? Casey. I think it's Casey. Yeah. I believe that's Case or Casey. K-A-Y-C-E. Why do wow. I have to spell names like that? Casey. It's, it's Casey. Sh- it's a confusing way of doing it. Casey Dutton. Uh, we also have another HBO uh, favorite, Kelly Riley. Kelly Riley. Kelly Riley is playing Beth Dutton. Who I feel like is playing almost the same character that she played in True Detective Season 2. That's because this is just who she is. Now, okay. here's the thing. She's British. In, yes. But I mean, generally, she's sultry. She's no, got know. that yeah. look about her. Yes. She's, got, she's got a ton of swag in her eyes and her facial expressions. And uh, when she first came on screen, I was like, oh, God. The True Detective season two lady, and I mean, listen, let's not let's not mince words here. They gave her some absolutely atrocious shit to say in that season of television. <laughs> Similar, her and Vince Vaughn were the most unfortunate, and it was a lot of them having to say really bad lines back and forth to each other. But the whole season two of True Detective, I was very attracted to this woman. Well, yeah, very attracted to this woman. Just never got a really good reason to like her character because the whole season was such a disaster. One episode into Yellowstone here. I would watch this entire series just for her at this point. Her character is fucking awesome. Yeah. Also, literally does some fucking. Is just all around uh, the most cold-blooded of the children that we see. Mm-hmm. She's getting. She's just doing stuff. She's a shark. She's a shark is what she, she is. She is a shark. Yeah. She's making jokes about dude's peen size immediately after experiencing coitus with him. <laughs> cold-blooded. That is some hard shit there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So what else we got? We got her. Now we've got our our setup here. Mm. Right? Is that we've got the Duttons. The Dutton. John family. Dutton is the patriarch. He seems kind of he seems to run Montana, mm. or at least a large portion a large of portion it. of it. He's this got a ranch. lot of power. They're real. They're close to Bozeman, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's what your hat says. It says Bozeman on it. Yeah, they've got, uh, th- it's, it, that's the Stetson Bozeman, I imagine. That's the, the style of hat. Ah, uh, it's the Bozeman indeed. Um, what else? Oh, I so reckon. he's clearly got the governor in his pocket who he is sleeping with, it would appear. He's got police. He's got the, uh, he's got some police. And then there are, the, the Yellowstone clearly butts right up to a Native American reservation. So there's going to be some conflict there. There already is over a herd of cattle. In fact, it gets two people killed. Important people, I would say, as well. Mm-hmm. A a Dutton kid and Casey's brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You cannot ima- that is not going to be good for his marriage. And Casey's brother-in-law gets got by, by Casey. Casey. Yeah. Does she know that? No, no, no. And That's she's what, like, I deserve to know what happened. And he's like, I wish I could tell you, but I shot him in the head. <laughs> yeah. And told Dude, him that the there li- was no heaven. The line he delivers to, okay. Not a much colder line you could deliver to somebody before executing them with a pistol, yeah. with a bullet to the forehead. Yes. Is there is no heaven. And then just <laughs> ending, dude. That was so w- cold. Yeah. I was pretty shocked by that. I was like, oh, damn. That's his brother-in-law, yo. And in fairness, they had some conflict brewing. They did. They did. It was clear these two were not going to see things eye to eye long before that. Uh, We got Wes Bentley from American Horror Story, Hunger Games. Huge fan of this dude. Yeah. Love him. He plays Jamie Dutton. Right. He's Mm -hmm. the kind of the city slicker. He's the lawyer. So he's got... John's got his boys and his girls spread out in all these different arenas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, he can mm-hmm. he can keep control and 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 work in all these different yeah. places. Yeah, politics, <laughs> native re- reservations, yeah, sex, <laughs> business and sex mixed together. All right, and then third party that we have here is the the developers, and they want to eminent domain a bunch of shit on the ranch. So they can build building suburbs and McMansions here in Montana because Montana is hot right now. It's It's so hot. It's so hot. The Kardashians are out there, or they were. I think it's just Kanye now with his children. Well, he's in Wyoming, but but Uh, they're right there. It's always that piece of the that that piece of the country is very hot right now. Because whenever people are like, when the Montana trip that I got this beautiful hat on comes up, I always think it was Wyoming. Mm. I confuse Montana and Wyoming a lot. They're easily confusable. Fair Sorry enough. to all of our Montana and Wyoming listeners. Both of your states are very beautiful, and there's a reason why they're hot. Hot. hot so hot, 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 hot right now. Hot, 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 hot. So very hot. Um, yeah, so we got the developers. By the way, I just loved that. I, I feel like I've seen this in a movie or TV show before where you blow up a river to stop it from going in a direction or something, and you, you alter it. This has happened. I've seen this before. You got to alter the river flow. You got to, you got to, you get, yeah. Everybody knows that. Or it, or it's in a it's like a western it's in a western I don't know there are so haven't we seen this but have, haven't we seen this before where somebody has to blow up a a, a man made body of water or a, a, a an earth made body of water a natural body of water <laughs> I don't fucking to divert know, dude. it or something I okay people you know my guys, memory doesn't I, hold I know like people that. are screaming at their uh, their car radios right now or their their home Sonos systems um, being like it's called a dam. By the way, my Sonos just won't stop giving me hell. Mm. Just connect to the room. 
Yeah. Just play the song. Uh, so we got the we got the developers. Indeed. And they're causing all sorts of uh, they're causing all sorts of mayhem. There's a lot of hubbub. There's a there's they're getting in wrecks and stuff. John Dutton is losing horses. By the way, I imagine you you mentioned that uh, earlier that you got Bruce to stop barking at the horses. I imagine you just showed him that first scene, and you're like, "That's going to be you if you don't shut up." And he was like, "I'm out." Yeah. No, I watch on my computer with my headphones on, <laughs> and he can't hear the horses anymore. Yeah, okay. So that Smart. was the workaround that I found. I just have an ample computer screen at this point. Brutal opening scene, by the way. Um. Yes. What exactly happened here? There was a big, uh, one of the developers coming in with his big 18-wheeler, doesn't know how to handle these Montana roads. And he fucked up. Got in a big accident, and John Dutton's horse trailer went flying, and a horse broke its leg, and he had to kill it. And the truck driver didn't survive. Truck driver dead, yeah. Dead as hell. Huh. Interesting. And from there, things only get more complicated. But yeah, you pretty much get the tone set from the get-go. I mentioned the wardrobe in Lovecraft Country. Also, big fits. Big fits being gotten off here on Yellowstone. These are big daddy, rich people ranching fits. Yeah. And then also others. Like the jacket that John Dutton wears for most of this episode with like the high ass leather orange, like the orange leather collar with the big uh, Western pocket, flat pockets coming over. Oh, baby, I got it pulled up. that, That thing looks like it's from Fear of God, man. That's just a fine looking coat there, Barrett. That thing is sick. That's a fine looking coat. Yeah. You got to be a man of substance and style <laughs> yeah. to wear a coat like that. I, I feel like my hat doesn't turn up enough. Like his well, hat yours turns is, up. Yours is a yours it's is a flat a, boy. What's well, and it's like a it's got like um, it's more southwestern. Yeah, than and it the, is cowboy. These hat. Boy, these guys are real cowboys. They're ranching. They're ranchers. They're I'm cowboys. Just, I'm just smoking pot in the backyard they're with this cattle. hat on. Yeah, they're they're um, shooting folks in the face point blank, telling them there's no heaven. I get a lot of people asking me about cowboy hats like our cowboy hats like a move to be pulled off and now i know why it's because they're watching yellowstone and being like i want to wear a cowboy hat yeah and we should be clear about something very difficult to pull off very very difficult to pull off a cowboy it's hat. such a it's a setting thing these guys all look badass because, because they're, they're ranchers in montana if you wear a cowboy hat you can't like they're they're fly fishing off their off the back of their horses man they're yeah. basically in a ralph lauren ad yes that's why the cowboy hat looks good you can't just skedaddle on to, you know... Allen's, buy yourself, <laughs> yeah, buy yourself a pair a of cowboy fucking hat. Luke Casey's in a cowboy hat, and suddenly and you're... pull this off, yeah. No, no. you'll look like an idiot. Everyone will make fun of you. Yes, um, that's... Don't... Yeah. Look, if, usually if you have to ask yourself about, like, a, like, a, like an accessory, like, a, like a, mm-hmm. a cowboy hat, just stay away from it. Yeah. Just... just... Um, okay, I got another question for you. Mm. Through 90-minute first episode... Are you cheering for anybody yet? Do you feel like there's somebody that you're supposed to be rooting for yet? I mean, I've got Kevin Costner on my, you know, rooting for squad just based on who he is. I know he's going to be a bad dude. I know he's going to do terrible shit. Because I, I didn't, so I didn't get that feeling. Like, that I don't, he was going to be a monster? No, 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 no. I don't feel like they were pitching you in the first 90 minutes to be like, John Dutton's your, your good guy. No, they weren't. Necessarily. Like, I, I feel like with this show, and again, we're talking about one episode here, but I feel like they definitely want to traffic in this like gray area, right? Mm-hmm. Like the and and the the new the new chief over on the native uh, reservation, like it, this dude's not a bad guy either. It's just that John Dutton like finally has his, has met his match, is what it feels like to me. Right. Like this dude's here to play ball. And not just have to face not, off. not just be a patsy. Right. 
So he's not going to get walked all over. No. Yeah. So I, I, but I didn't totally feel like, and we have, we have the one, the, 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 the one child who I thought was like kind of pitched as the good son is the one that hates his dad and lives and married a native American and lives on the reservation and executed her brother. But then he throws a real wrench in this thing when he executes her brother and then exposes that he's got the brand, which I still don't totally know what that means. I think it means he was... F- okay, so we see... Okay, let me say first, Casey Dutton. Yeah. That is the one I ended up rooting for. He's played by Luke Grimes. I felt like out of all the characters, and maybe it's his face, I don't know, he was the one I found myself like, that's, that's the good guy. That's who I kind of felt There's was my, like, that's our that's our kind of the heart of the show. You're supposed maybe. to root for this yeah. guy. He's yeah. not in, he's not out, but he's doing executions. He's got the brand. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We saw the other cat get that they branded, though. He was, oh, by the way, originally in that whole scene with the helicopter and the, the hubbub and all that, he was trying to help the natives, right? Which person? Casey. Yes, He, he I was pushing so. the cattle, like, away from his family or I, something. I, I believe so. Okay. But the other dude we saw get branded that is clearly like a junkie or a fuck up of some kind. Yeah. Was the impression you got from that scene, because I don't think we had seen that that dude before we see him get branded, did we? We had never. Uh, so no. the only thing we were being shown there was how they bring people into the Dutton sort of a mafia-like family situation. Okay. Yeah. So if you get that brand and, and you're been, given that, that second chance. That had been called in as a favor. He's sitting there at the auction and that guy talks to him about his son or his nephew or something. Who's a fuck and up, needs a, help. Yeah, yeah. So this is how you're brought in to the Dutton family, sort of, to become a piece of their whole and you're, scheme. And you're low on the totem pole. You're you're a grind boy. Yeah, yeah. you're you're a henchman, basically. Yes. You're going to be doing what you're told to do. And in the case of this guy, certainly seems like he'll be down to do some dirty shit based on his general living situation. So, okay, so this then then the brand that we see on Casey is more showing that he probably was like forced into a lower tier status on the ranch because he got in trouble or because he butted heads with his dad. Th- this The brand is part of the reason why he doesn't like his family, right? I, I'm, is that the I, feeling I think that it's got? also the symbolization that he's always, that he lo- always, always is? have the loyalty to his family okay. too. So it's, yeah, it's a I, bit of both, I think. Okay, because I, yeah, I, I, I kind of read it both ways and I wasn't sure which one they were trying to push you over to. Like maybe he's a, you know... It's clearly, there was a divide at some point. There was a conflict. He chose to go a different route with his life, sort of. But I imagine what's going to transpire here is he's going to be drawn back in more and more to his family, especially after we're shown that brand. Maybe he tries to play the other side as a mole type of situation. I don't know. I don't know. But the, I'll say this. The branding scene and then reveal were a couple of the scenes that gave the most weight to this episode and to the show moving forward for me because I was like, okay, all right, we got a little brand action going on here. First of all, never been branded. Don't know how you could do it without screaming. Props to that drug addict nut <laughs> for taking it like a man. That was intense. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts on uh, episode one of Yellowstone season one? Um, I would like to just say here that 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 you may have noticed that I was um, calling the reservation a Native American reservation, and that is because I just flat out don't know if you're if what the proper terminology is, is that for these not things. Correct? Well, the, I you know you probably know them as an Indian reservation. Yeah, but that that can't be right. But that but I feel like that's not. I don't feel like that's. The, the appropriate term anymore but then when i google it it looks like it is it looks like it is because that is just literally what they are called 
as almost like a byproduct of history now. Um, I guess. So I don't know. So if, if we do have any Native American listeners, I would love um, <laughs> to be informed about the proper way to to address the reservation. Inform your ignorant white hosts, <laughs> yeah. please. Sorry. Help us. Um, but yeah, loved episode one. It was it was three and a half hours long. I'm very excited for uh, the rest of the season. Oh, I did. So my closing thoughts here is that I did like the setup. Again, both of these, sh- the two shows that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. I'm just in love with how each of them looks. Oh, sure, hun. The vistas that we get of 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 Montana and of the West. Uh, I've been I've been I've the, been riding the, out the, there, Barrett. The I'll tell you, fr- the final frontier. You've seen it yourself, e- by God. It's even finer in person, Barrett. When you ride those hills and mountains of Montana, what's the sunset like out there? Oh, God, Barrett, it's more beautiful than a full moon on a Texas night in the springtime. <laughs> you ever seen anything like it? Nothing like it. It's like, Nothing. T- it's like they took a paintbrush to that sky. <laughs> We're they, just gonna, they, hey, they call it the, they call it big sky country for uh, for a reason. For a reason, we're just going to put a little bush over here in the corner, <laughs> and if you tell anyone about that bush, I will find you and I will kill you. Um, um, so okay, so this so love the way it looked. Obviously, I, I I caught the succession vibes. I caught the Game of Thrones vibes, the family vibes. I liked it. Uh-huh. Now, um, I just finished my 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 rewatch of The Office. By the way. And it was uh, that you get that one episode late season in the final season called The Farm, which right. is a, called a backdoor pilot, because what that was supposed to be is the spinoff for the, the Dwight show. NBC didn't want it. It folded in to, to be an episode of that final season of The Office. Um, Did the, not know that. Fascinating. That Perry, could be some such a, right that's there. A, that's a backdoor pilot is what they call but that. that's some such. Then there is what is called a premise pilot. I didn't know this term either. That was used, I heard that term used to describe Perry Mason season one as a whole, that the whole season was essentially setting up the premise of how Perry Mason becomes Perry Mason. And how the show is going to work. And how the show is going to work going forward, right? Because uh-huh. however many seasons that goes, I, I don't know how much more of like gritty Perry Mason ex-war, um, ex, ex-soldier we're going to get. You're yeah. going to get, because now he's like turned that that leaf right so they yeah. took that season to really like to give us the premise this very much is a 90 minute premise pilot this was setting up the chessboard so there's a lot of like introduction and like here's this character here's, here's this, this character. character here's what yes don't and forget so about how they're related there are, i feel like it's a very modern trend and it, to kind of like i'm not saying you're that you're treating your your audience as if they're more intelligent than a premise pilot does but i do feel like it is it's kind of a hallmark of more modern prestige dramas to almost just drop you in and be like here you go succession for example kind of did that yeah where it was just like the story's happening the story is happening now buckle up buckaroo right and so this one kind of like just a little bit more classic of like this first long ass episode we are showing you the pieces of the chessboard and where the, and and where they and we're 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 literally putting them on the chessboard, which is how Game of Thrones was. I mean, it was a lot of that first episode yeah. was here are all the characters, here's all the the Northerners riding into town, or I'm sorry, the yeah. Southerners riding into town in Winterfell. Yeah. You meet all these different people, and, and then you're like, well, how the hell do these all come together? Obviously, that's the role of a of a pilot is to introduce us to a show. It's just that some do it in a, a little bit more. There are like, different styles to it. There yeah. are different styles to it. And this one, I could just very much feel that like the show is telling me who everybody is and what the what the current status of everything is. Right. 
I'm stoked for it. But yeah, yeah, I, li- I liked it. I'm in. I'm 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 looking forward to uh, seeing more of that beautiful uh, that, that beautiful oh that beautiful big Montana, Montana sky. sky. Hope you Yellowstoners are excited that we are uh, finally covering your show after you yelled at us for two and a half years. <laughs> And we'll be back for season one, episode two of Yellowstone next right. week. Don't forget, go check out those new Patreon tiers. Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. There is now Tip Jar, Movie Club, Wiretappers, Crustacean Nation, Mollusk Militia. Just a whole smorgasbord of options for you there. And you know what, Barrett? We'll go ahead and save my review of an American Pickle for next week. Give, okay. Give some more people some time to watch it. <laughs> um... I'm going to read you the premise. Oh, I've read it. I'm going to read it again. A dude gets brined. I'm going to read it to you again. Okay. Because I don't think you can hear it too many times. And I'm going to say that if you're if you're not up for a silly ride, just skip it. Now, if you're if you're into silly, if you need something just lighthearted, fun, loving, go for it. You'll get some laughs. If you're looking for like a really good movie here, maybe just skip it. That's my tease of a review. An American Pickle is a 2020 American comedy drama film directed by Brandon Trost, his solo directorial debut, and written by Simon Rich based on his 2013 short story, Sellout. The film stars Seth Rogen as a Jewish immigrant who gets preserved in a vat of pickles and wakes up in modern-day New York City 100 years later, attempting to fit in with the assistance of his last remaining descendant, I believe it's his great-grandson, also played by Seth, R- Seth Rogen. Sarah Snook also stars. Um... That's literally the movie. You see Seth Rogen, old-timey Seth Rogen, working at a pickle factory, mm-hmm. and then he becomes a pickle, <laughs> in a sense, uh-huh. and then he pops out the other side, and it's just him and his great-grandson navigating life in modern-day New York City. I mean, here's, here's the thing. It's like, if you work in a pickle factory, and you end up getting pickled yourself, uh-huh. and pickling yourself for a hundred years and then waking up at some point in the future, you found yourself in a kind of a pickle. You're in a pickle. You are a pickle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to solve that pickle problem (laughs) that you've got. I won't tell you if they do or they don't. I don't want to know. That's for next week, Barry. That's for next week. If you want to enjoy an American pickle, I'll be frank with you. I I, uh, I partook in the smoking of marijuanas before I watched this film because I'd read the premise. And if you partake in such things, and I recommend you do that as well before an American pickle. Have yourself did, a fucking cocktail, you, uh, whatever you do. Did you smoke the marijuana like a cigarette? I did smoke the marijuana <laughs> like a cigarette. And then I smoked it like a, a bong. <laughs> um, because it took that much to get me through an American pickle. But <laughs> it, is this your attempt at a water bong? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it either. Um, but yeah, no, it was fun. I'll, 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 I'll do a little roast next week of an, an American Pickle um, in more detail. If you want to watch it before, then go for it. And that will do it for today's episode of OCC. Appreciate you. that. He found one. He found himself a water bong sound effect to play. Unbelievable. That will do it for today's episode of OCC. Huge thank you to all of you who are supporting us directly on Patreon.com slash... <laughs> Oysters, clams, cockles. Um, as Barrett mentioned, we've got new features. We've got new tiers. Go sign up for one of them. Support OCC, circumvent the advertisers, <laughs> and uh, and get you some more ad-free premium editions of uh, this podcast, either three, four times a month, or one time if you're part of the movie club, or jump in the tip jar, or what else was there? Mollusk Militia, tip jar, 
movie club wiretappers who get to hear the Mollusk Militia hotline call extravaganza but do not get to participate. And then, of course, the Crustacean Nation for three additional ad-free premium episodes of OCC each and every month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. Patreon is simply a platform that affords us the ability to bring you more in exchange for your direct support. So go support directly. If you love the show, did you want say, to see us continue to grow. Did you say P-A-R-T-Y? Because I gotta. Because I gotta. <laughs> because I gotta. Somebody suck me! <laughs> Uh, follow us on social media for updates and the best in TV and movie content you can find on the whole of the internet on Instagram <laughs> at Oysters Clams Cockles on Twitter at Clams and Cockles and Facebook.com slash Oysters Clams Cockles my name is Ross Bolin and you can follow me at W-R-B-O-L-E-N at W-R Bolin on Instagram Twitter and Snapchat and listen to my show The Ross Bolin Podcast uh, that drops two times a week Monday and Wednesday on Apple Podcasts but wherever you listen to OCC you can listen to RBP it's a comedy and humor show with a focus on mental health and current events and history and pirates and animals and we have a blast the Ross Boland podcast available wherever you listen to or watch OCC and again you can watch episodes of this podcast now not just listen to them by going to youtube.com slash Boland Media to see Barrett and I see my fancy Bozeman Stetson you gotta see Ross's uh, hat here because it looks really good. Yeah. I just look like a ca- everyone watching is like, God, he looks like a <laughs> cowboy right now. Just a really badass yeah, cowboy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Barrett, where can we uh, follow you and hear more of your beautiful voice? Oh, sir? follow me at Barrett Dudley on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can check out Club Cool, which um, I accidentally mentioned like 18 times today. Uh, wherever you are listening to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Oysters, Clams. And that will do it until our next helping. And remember... It's very unlikely we will actually discuss an American pickle next week. <laughs> I feel like you discussed it. I feel like that you did was it. it. We did it. We already reviewed it. It wasn't good. It was all right. It was fun, but stupid. What, very silly. It, did you enjoy yourself? Yes. Okay. But, okay. Yes, I enjoyed myself. It was like, you know how Adam Sandler just started doing dumbass shit. Yep. yep. But every once in a while, one of them, you're like, you know what? That was fun. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. It right. wasn't didn't teach me anything, but totally. hey. Totally. That's but it was a And it, in twenty twenty, baby? That's yeah. I'm with it. How long was it? I don't know. I was high as hell. Less than an hour and a half, basically. Let, let me let me look right now at the runtime. I'm sure it was. It had to have been. There's no way that was a two hour movie. An American pickle runtime. It's been a while since we one hour and thirty minutes on the fucking dot. Well, it's like they listen yeah. to the show, baby. What's not to like? It's like they listen to the show. And they literally named it an American pickle. Anyway, adios, muchachos. Bye.